Welcome to the Bright and Wise Podcast. I'm Leslie Ferry, your host and founder of Brise, an app designed to empower individuals and ignite their career success. On our podcast, I explore topics we all face in today's work environment, offer practical guidance on how to get through, and talk with exceptional people who share how they got to where they are today and where they want to go next. Keep listening to hear how you can become bright and wise. I'm continuing my discussion with Pamela Coleman-Davis on adding value at work. In the prior episode, we outlined the formula for adding value as knowledge plus how we work plus how we relate. In this episode, Pam explains what each component is. And so, Pam, this is where I, I would love for you to, to guide us now. Let's talk, about, let's talk about this first, this new concept of how we work. What, what does right. that mean? <laughs> what does that mean to us? <laughs> so what does that mean? That's sort of a loaded question. But at, in my uh, coaching practice, what I'm seeing people sort of come to me with are these, uh, they're trying to understand how do I get ahead? Uh, and I will share with you, Leslie, that I'm like being hit with this uh, uh, frequently now. And so it's top of mind for people, right? And so I sort of distill everything down to these two buckets. Everything really, those 56 uh, sort of deltas that McKinsey has on their report, to me, it sort of all distills down to uh, there's uh, competencies that relate to how you actually work, that is how you perform your job. And there's competencies that relate to how you actually interact with people. So let's take the how we work, um, for example. Uh, on your slide there, understanding expectations and value. So we have job competency and we have cognitive skills. The job competency, as you mentioned before, really has more to do with that sort of table stakes. That's you being able to do the job that they hired you to be able to do, basically. So that's a non-starter. You got to be able to do that. But on top of that, there's these cognitive skills you need to have, critical thinking, reasoning, planning, ability to learn. Uh, and I would agree with you, Leslie, that this technology piece, um, this digital part, to me, is just part of, you know, cognitive skills, part of the overall job performance. It's just a it's a thing that people have to do now. And you have to you have to be with the times. You have to understand what's happening. Right. So uh, on the how we work piece, uh, very important that people sort of understand that there's a job competency piece. But beyond that, there is this sort of critical critical thinking piece uh, that has to happen. And so as you and I were talking about uh, preparing for this discussion and you were sharing a lot of your great guidance and knowledge, I kept coming back to um, a, a topic that we have in, in Bryce in the app around critical thinking. Mm -hmm. And if, if we were just to purely define what critical thinking is, we would all uh, naturally shake our heads. We're critical thinkers. Like we can take in information. We can determine fact-based uh, information versus opinion-based. And, you know, we're open-minded to continually changing our minds. And that's the starting point. You know, that's kind of a, a um, you know, the, the higher level uh, definition. When we think right. about it in the workplace, 
there are really four levels to critical thinking in the workplace. And we, all of us enter, most of us enter um, the workforce in this level one kind of do process. And we're able to uh, uh, take in instructions and go produce. Right. Um, but in the knowledge economy, we we are uh, where we work today in this uh, the knowledge economy. We need to move beyond that because our managers right. are moving really fast and we all have a lot of things to get done or to accomplish. And we were thinking about how to do that. They want us to quickly move at least to the prioritization uh, or analyze and ultimately to this translate level. And what this does is, uh, I'll quickly walk through it. So do again is just um, taking in instructions and doing what we're told. Prioritizing is the ability to uh, synthesize the key takeaways or insights from a conversation or meeting or or um, uh, something that we read. And so we can kind of uh, get rid of the things that we no don't need to think about and focus on the key insights. Analyze is moving beyond and taking those key insights and determining how it will uh, impact current work. And, and we can think about how we need to change what we're doing uh, based on that additional key, those additional key insights. But peak performance from uh, at a critical thinking level is being able, because of all of this other knowledge that we've gained, is being able to take um, ambiguous or unclear or really incomplete thoughts, and maybe really at, at at the highest level, it's hearing an ambiguous vision or hearing a vision and no instructions on how to achieve it, knowing the vision, synthesizing that, and then determining strategies for how to achieve it. And that's yeah. really when people can talk at a high level uh, about different things and trust that people will think about that knowledge uh, understand how it impacts and think about how actions impact uh, different situations within an organization. That's really utopia for a manager. Yeah. That, so, yeah. 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 But I would say there's a nuance there, right? Mm -hmm. And it goes back to the what you had on the previous slide. The critical thinking is really all about you being able to be self-directed and you're using facts and observations yes. to come up with a conclusion to help solve a problem. Right. But the nuance there is that whatever the solution is you're coming up with needs to be in service of whoever the solution is for. So yes. you being able to think critically and actually come up with a solution, that's great. But is your solution meeting the brief? Is your solution solving the problem that the person you're, you're doing that work for um, sees as valuable? And this is where I think we end up with the disconnect between uh, people uh, is because they're doing the work, they're doing the job, they, they're coming up with and they're participating in a way that they feel like is valuable to the organization. But it turns out that the person who's on the receiving end of all of that work does not see it as valuable. And right. so this is where we get the, the conflict, uh, if you will, in terms of people sort of not understanding what that's about. You know, I'm, I understand that, and it is my perspective that we all come into a situation with our own personal um, perspective. Mm -hmm. And our perspectives are really based off of a representation of our own personal experience. So you and I are involved in the same experience, right? 
but you and I see it differently. I yes. think I'm bringing value yes. to the uh, situation and you're on the other side going, I'm not sure what this is, but this, it's not what I want. It, right. it does not meet what I want. And so that is the gentle rub. And that's why today we're talking about like how people can make themselves more aware of what's happening and really put themselves through some steps to sort of like test uh, where they are um, on on that on that value chain, so to speak. And so just to reiterate what you said, because I think uh, it is so critical and I want to make sure uh, everyone listening gets it, that this what I refer to as translate uh, the nuance that you were referring to is that you need to understand expectations and yes. making sure that the clear output, even it, the output that you're going to produce is going to meet the expectations of, of the person that's making, or the person that you're serving in right. some way, what, whether that's your boss or a team or, or you know, a, a project team or whoever yep. that there's clear expectations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what's valuable valuable yes. is in the eye of the beholder. So yes. you can't start down that path until you understand what the target is, right? You have to understand what does this what is going to be valuable to them? What is what should this end product look like that's going to meet the expectation that's being uh, applied um, to this project that I'm working on? So as you uh, again, as you and I were preparing, I, I had shared an example, and you thought that it would be illustrative uh, to this discussion. So uh, maybe I'll, I'll share that again, and then you can uh, explain for us how that led to um, unexpected uh, did not meet the expectations. So uh, many years ago, I was uh, I was working at a company that had this phenomenal. Uh, it was very scientific technology, and. Uh, our CEO and founder had a vision of how potentially to leverage this technology uh, in a new way. So my role was to determine if we could build a product that customers wanted or not. We didn't want to leverage technology for technology's sake. We wanted to make, we didn't want to build it and hope they come, right? <laughs> we needed to know what we thought would be valuable internally would actually serve a need in the marketplace. So my job, and we were going to deliver this information through a mobile app. So my job was to build uh, a prototype to uh, put together, uh, not not invest the full amount to go build out a true working app, but to build something that was functional enough to test and get customer reactions to. So, so I did that. You know, I was working with designers and software engineers to world to build this uh, proof of concept. Is really what the phase of the product launch we were in was trying to prove out that uh, people actually wanted it. And we were, uh, the team was amazing. They worked really quickly. We had a pretty aggressive uh, date we wanted to launch and we were on target. We were about two weeks away. The software engineers were putting the finishing touches on. And then one of the designers raised a concern. And it was, they they thought that the design was actually going to negatively impact a user experience and which, and shared their, their concern with the design with me. So of course I started freaking out. I'm like, Oh my gosh, we've been working so hard. Everybody's meeting the date. And, uh, this could really, if we didn't think about this, we could negatively impact our results. And we may decide that yes, people really like it and then they don't, or, and they can't use it, or we would get feedback that they didn't know how to use it and we wouldn't launch the product. And then we would miss out on opportunity. So I started thinking about what the objective, what what the objective of the proof of concept or this working prototype was. And I did a little bit of research 
And I found that the number of people impacted, just general internet users or mobile app users, would be less than one-tenth of a percent of people impacted by this concern. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, even if you extrapolate that then to, because we have a we have a smaller uh, target audience, maybe 1% of our potential customers would be impacted. So I'm like, okay, this is not a problem. We're moving forward. We're going to hit our date. We're going to launch. So needless to say, I got really worked up and then I was a little frustrated. So, yeah. so yeah. dissect that for, for our uh, listeners, if you so will. This, this is a perfect <laughs> example of both of you are in this frustrated. shared experience, yes. but you're sort of having the experience in, in two different ways, right? This is That's a right. really, really good example of, I feel like the person you were working with or the team you're working with was exercising critical thinking. Yes. They understood, they had the skill set. So they were, you know, competent at the, at the role. They understood critical thinking and they were bringing that to the table to offer the solution. That's the right. The disconnect then was the solution or solutions they were offering did not line up with your expectation of what the, the value you wanted them to bring to the table. That's right. And it happened, it happens over and over and over again. Just delivering the thing because you have the skill set doesn't mean you are adding value. It's only valuable if the person you're delivering it to sees it as valuable. Right. And I know we're going to talk about it a little bit later about like how you can sort of test that, but that's really the key, right? You yes. being able to do the thing doesn't mean anything if the person or the team or the organization who's going to receive that does not see it as valuable. And in that case, it was uh, invaluable, right? Because it caused me to have a slight heart attack right. <laughs> or a little right. bit of a panic attack. Right. And I and, and I agree with you. This this uh, this person they they are a phenomenal designer, and they were thinking about the overall experience exactly correctly. They weren't thinking about this phase of what we were trying to achieve. And right. my, my, it didn't need to be beautiful. It didn't need to meet everybody's needs. It needed to be good enough at this situation right. in this point in time to get feedback. So you're right. right. And so that actually, they, 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 this person did themselves a little bit of a disservice, uh, in that everyone kind of got frustrated too, right? <laughs> everyone, they were fr everybody's frustrated. <laughs> Everybody was frustrated because I, I'm quite sure they felt frustrated. Because again, they 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 are the subject matter experts from a design right. perspective, and they may, in some sense, they may have felt like they weren't being heard. But right. um, but that's the rub to your point. Yeah. To have, two people can have be with be in the same experience and have two very different. Yeah. Um, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that person or that team walked away uh, from that feeling like they're not understanding what the issue is because they've done all of this work. Right. Uh, and I don't get why she's not happy with it. Right. I just That's sort right. of introduced a whole new thing to her. Why, why is she not getting it? Right. Uh, and the answer is because what you delivered is not it's not valuable to me in this moment in time. It's not going to help me grow my business. It's not going to help me wow my customers. It's not going to help all of those things you sort of listed there. It's not going to help me save money, actually, because now I have to redo stuff right. because you've sort of gone down this path, right? So all of that, that, that entire list, which is uh, worth us looking at again, the saving money, 
Uh, um, is it improving the quality of the product? Is it enhancing my process? Is this going to like get me access to new opportunities? Are my customers going to be so happy with this thing that no? Uh, and that's because we're missing the connection between being able to technically able to do the work and then what you're delivering. Is it connecting with what I need? People recognize that right away, especially executives and high level people, whether or not you're adding value. They have it in their head of what they're looking for. And it's up to you to sort of tap into that and understand, well, what does that look like for you? When I deliver this project, what does good look like to you? Yes. Uh, and that, I think, is a key piece, a uh, key element that people are always overlooking. Yes, you know how to do the job. I understand that. But you have to deliver value. What does value look like? I don't know. You have to talk to the person, the team, the group that you're delivering it for and get an understanding of what good looks like. Yes. So then, then you can go over and above, right? That's right. That's right. And there's a way to lead up to that, but, you know, like uh, making sure that you're listening to understand and you're focusing <laughs> on the purpose, right. get purpose and all of that. But, but that, but to synthesize, yeah, we really, we need to know what people want from us or, or whoever our ultimate customer, whoever we're delivering a work product, understanding what they want, not what we want to produce for them a lot of right. times. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so I think that's a good uh synopsis and gave a lot of people a lot of good things to think about on that part of the <laughs> equation, right? So am I thinking about and understanding what the expectations are and what the what people want from me? So now let's let's talk about now this how we relate part. And if you could just just give us a little bit of a definition around what we mean on this this uh portion of the of the formula. Sure. So how we relate is really all about uh, two things for me, self-management and leadership. On the self-management side, we're talking about how well do you manage your emotions? Are your interpersonal skills really good? Are you good collaborator? You know, work well in a team. Uh, are you developing relationships and can you develop relationships that sort of help the business move forward? And then on the leadership side is things like, do you have a vision? Are you a person who's able to take risk without, you know, too much trouble? Do you understand how to align resources? And like, are you uh, able to motivate and inspire people in a way that sort of gets them to be able to do the thing, right? Leadership skills, no matter what your role is in the company, are critical. And, you know, you have to sort of look at how well do you lead, whether it be a team lead or uh, individual contributor project, whatever the thing is, how good of a leader are you? Right. And I, I think you uh, make a good, you really didn't, you never said the words, the people that you manage when you were talking about leadership. Nope. And so you, I want to be clear because I think that's so brilliant. You were um, educating me on this, that leadership is, again, about how we manage ourselves and then how we motivate others, regardless yep. of what our role is. And what was brilliant about uh, again, when you were educating me on this is how we, we uh, and again, in the knowledge economy, we're all interrelated. I rely on you. You rely on me. I needed to deliver yep. something so Pam can go do her job yep. and uh, her responsibilities and helping everyone move through all of those interrelated processes efficiently is really yep. what leadership is about. Uh, yep. And that uh, from, from again, what you were uh, coaching me on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just yeah. think about it. Even if I'm just a, a team lead or I'm an individual contributor, mm -hmm. if there's a person that you are doing work for, you collaborate with and that sort of thing, 
in order for them to see you as a valuable part of the team, that means you're meeting their expectations of what valuable is, right? And right. so the how you're relating to people is a critical part that you can't leave out, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a the way that you're working with people, the way that you sort of explain the project and how you're gonna, you know, how you're gonna execute on the project. Are you uh from a leadership position, do they feel like, you know what? They want me to be successful. I know this because we've had several conversations and I feel good that they want me to be successful on this. So I can go the extra mile and do this for Pam because I know that Pam's not going to just throw me under the bus if something goes wrong. All these things are are super important. How you're relating to people, especially in organizations now where the hierarchy is collapsing. You find yourself being in charge of different kinds of projects, a lot of project kind of things with people who cycle in and out of the projects, right? You know, how you have conversations with people, how you explain what the project is, what the goal is, what the vision, what value looks like to you when they do this work for you. Mm -hmm. uh, It's all super important. Super. Yes. And so just to, to say that, say this slightly differently, it's really about uh, the, the, how we relate piece starts with really understanding ourselves and being self-aware and how do we prefer to work and what are our motivations and, you know, are we um, goal oriented or relationship oriented, but then it's, so once we know ourselves, we also need to know, I I refer to this often as others awareness, just self-awareness, others awareness, (laughs) but it's really about understanding who we work with and our teammates. What are their work styles? What are their stressors in their functional areas? Like we need this greater human knowledge so that we know how to, how and when to best work with them and understand, you know, uh, again, their motivations, they could be very different than our own. And we need to navigate those differences efficiently. So again, that we can all move forward. In the next and final episode on the formula to adding value at work, Pam will provide guidance on how we can self audit our performance and make adjustments if needed. If you find our podcast interesting, please leave us a rating and review so others can benefit too. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.